Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Tuesday morning. Lovely to have you here today. Thanks for listening in. Um, interesting thought. I got sick last night. Um, think I had a fever. I might still have a little bit of one today, but it's kind of wearing off, tapering off a bit. And I had a really intense headache, really dizzy, little nauseous, was not fun. Went to bed really early. And before I did, uh, right when I got home after work, I was thinking, hmm, you know, I'm feeling pretty sick right now. Should I take Kratom? And my ultimate answer was no. And the reason why is because I'd been sick once before and thought, hmm, I wonder if Kratom would make me feel better. And I took Kratom during that time and it made my headache 100 times worse. I mean, it really was not what my body needed. And it ultimately made me suffer more than if I hadn't. So I was smart and you know, who knows? Kratom might be different for different people when they're sick. For me, it is not what my body needs, so I did not take it, and that was the right decision. So here I am today, and um, kind of confronted with the same choice, because I'm still a bit sick, I'm feeling better, I'm on the mend, I'm feeling maybe like 65%, maybe 70%, yesterday I was at a 30, I mean it was bad. But um, you know, let's say I'm at a 70% today, I'm probably not going to take Kratom, I don't think I need it. And I don't want to, you know, just like throw caution to the wind and and try it and and make things worse. So I'm not going to take it. But that's, you know, fine. And I'd be interested to know if other people find that it does help their sickness. I had the same questions around, you know, like CBD or THC. If anybody finds marijuana helpful when they're sick or if it makes them feel worse. Um, I usually find that when I'm sick, the less things that I'm putting into my body other than just, you know, water and important healthy food, the better. The less I put in, the better. So um, that's just me. But anyway, I thought that was interesting and and thought I'd share that this morning. Um, The thing that I wanted to talk about today, I came across a study, a research paper. You You can access this research paper if you want, even though when you go to it, Um, It actually says that it doesn't have the full PDF. But what I discovered a little while back is this thing called Sci-Hub. If you go, if you copy the URL to any scientific study, even if it's like it says, oh, you know, you have to pay for a PDF. And then you go to Sci-Hub. So it's S-C-I-H-U-B dot S-T. Okay, Sci-Hub dot S-T. And you just paste it in there and you hit open. Very oftentimes it will open it up and it will bring you to the PDF. So I was able to do that with this study. Um, The study is called Kratom and Future Treatment for the Opioid Addiction and Chronic Pain. And it is a study from 2019. So relatively recent. I got a number of scientists on there. About six scientists on here. 
And they have a pretty open abstract talking about what Kratom is, how people use it, um, you know, to help with opioid, opioid-like issues, um, how some people, you know, abuse it by using it with other illicit substances with a high risk of potential addiction. And, um, and then it gets into, you know, more of the specifics, the alkaloids behind it. Um, and then talking about potential of addiction. And, and then it talks about how it could help with antidepressants. And then finally gets into the opioid dependence thing. And, you know, I'll, I try not to like read things out on this podcast because, you know, if you want to read it, you can read it. And I don't want to just like read someone else's work for a podcast. But when I find interesting things, I do like to share them with you. So this is what I wanted to share out of this whole study. And I won't read any of the other parts of it. But so it says when it comes to the role of Kratom as a substitute therapy for opioids dependence, because this is, you know, it's a common topic when people talk about Kratom and it's kind of become the narrative. The narrative of Kratom is that it can help with opioid dependence and it's a much better alternative to opioids and 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 and. So this is what this study says, 2019. Based on a qualitative study of Swag, Swagger in 2015, in a survey among Kratom users, the positive effects that the users experienced subjectively were elevated mood, increased energy, high sexual drive, relaxing effect, improved amiability or empathy, and a sense of well-being. On the other hand, the negative effects that were reported include nausea and vomiting, abdominal cramp, alternating cold, sweats, dizziness, unstableness, itchiness, mouth or throat numbness, visual impairment, and sedation. They also, um, in a 1975 study, described other negative effects, darkened skin color, especially on the cheek, and constipation. Uh, the withdrawal symptoms that have been reported were hostility, body ache, and jerky movement of the limbs. So what I, but overall it says these were reported to be mild. What I found interesting about that was there one of the three negative comments that were submitted to the FDA that I found, because there were only three that I could find, um, but I'm sure there were more. Of the three I found, one of them said that it was coming from a wife whose husband and her like had to split up, and she said it was over the Kratom addiction. And it makes me wonder, you know, like, you know, just I don't want to dismiss anyone's negative argument. And so just out of... Um, the spirit of trying to prove someone correct. Uh, it's interesting that this says that one of the with- withdrawal symptoms was shown to be hostility. And I wonder if that might have played into that couple not getting along. And she says that it's because of Kratom um, or Kratom withdrawal. Um, so that's one interesting thought. And then the other interesting aspect, which is the next and final paragraph that I was going to read. Kratom may help morphine dependence by the combination of uh, opioid receptors and K-opioid receptors agonists in its properties that could control the withdrawal symptoms. At the same time, unlike methadone, it has less respiratory and gastrointestinal side effects because of bias activation of opioid receptors that does not recruit Bieristin. Sorry, lots of science here. Consumers in Western countries have mainly used Kratom to treat their opioid withdrawal. However, due to its stimulating effects, Kratom is recognized as a new psychoactive in the marketplace, and the utilization of this tropical plant is on an increasing trend. 
So why did this stick out to me? Well, you know, it's all the same language, but I think that if you read the same thing over and over again from different points of view, you start realizing things about it. Or maybe it's like you realize things about that way of seeing a certain issue that you might have seen. But like after reading it a number of times, you're like, hmm, wonder if that's quite right. You know, I wonder if everyone's getting this right or if it needs to be changed. Does the narrative need to change? And that's why I call this episode Caution on the Narrative, because if the narrative of Kratom is that it is a much better alternative to opioids and it's helping people with opioid addiction, you know, be wary of what that means, because it seems like there are potential withdrawal effects from Kratom. It's a very strong plant. It can have profound effects on people, even if those effects are largely positive. That shows that it's a strong plant, right? And if you're saying that it is a better alternative to opioids, you know, in this study specifically, it says it's better because it, you know, the the respiratory depression is less, but it's still present, right? Someone's going to pick up on that and someone has. And then if, you know... The, the other aspect of this is if if it's all about the opioids and opioids are bad and this is a better alternative, you're still putting this negative narrative together in a way because you're saying, okay, this is better than opioids. <laughs> well, that's convincing, you know, like, like all it means is, okay, you're saying this plant is strong. It does a good job. The negative side effects are a lot less than opioids and we're having an opioid epidemic right now. What if we weren't? Right? What if we weren't having an opioid epidemic? We won't forever, hopefully. If we don't, at some point, someday in the future, have an opioid epidemic anymore, how appealing is this plant? Is it still just as appealing? If so, what's the narrative then? That's the sort of thing that I'm trying to get at here. I don't know. Like, I'm very openly and outwardly a Kratom proponent. I am in favor of Kratom remaining legal and in favor of people being able to access it, including myself. But I'm wondering, as times change, how this narrative is going to change. Because I feel like Kratom is such a unique and interesting and magical plant that it deserves its own narrative. In addition to being seen, you know, alongside opioids, I feel like it should also be seen in and of its own right. And I don't see as much going on about that. Now, rightfully so, because... At the same time, my next thought, and this is all just my rambling, guys. Sorry, this is a rambling day, but I hope you find it interesting because this is just where my thoughts go. At the same time, Kratom is under attack. I mean, people are coming after it. The FDA, the DEA, now the World Health Organization is looking at it because of those two agencies in particular and, you know, others as well around the world. But now that it's under attack, you need a defense, right? And if it's coming under attack as being seen as addictive and just like opioids, you kind of need to use opioids to set it apart. So it's not like I don't see why that's become the key component of, you know, arguing in favor of Kratom and saying, look, the respiratory depression is fractions smaller than heroin and the overdose levels are so much of a fraction of heroin that pretty much every case where people are dying with kratom in their system they also have heroin or you know fentanyl or something like that so it's you have to set it apart from the downers out there 
but I'm hoping that as we continue along throughout, you know, the next few years and as we gain more insight into what that we're going to be looking at with legality of Kratom in the U.S. and broadly, you know, more broadly internationally, that we can come to realize the point in time when we need to start switching this narrative. Why, why is Kratom worthwhile having around um, in, in its own right? Why should it be legal regardless of opioids or if we're going to have a heroin epidemic or if we're trying to just prove that it's not as bad as something else that's very bad. Why should we be pushing for this still? And I think that that's something we should always remember. Now, in my opinion, I think that that's going to move along to the, the diversity of effects it can have. I feel like that's one of the key components that um, largely is like what's going to help psychedelics as people begin researching those again, because obviously... The government has made it so that we can't research psychedelics up until this point. It's still very difficult, um, just like, you know, it was very difficult to do that with cannabis. Uh, the schedule one, the schedule one, as I'll create a term there, the schedule one of anything kind of defeats the research. And, and it stinks because there's so much potential. But as we're finding with psychedelics, hey, this really helps with depression. This really helps with anxiety. This really helps with PTSD. And you don't have to really trip like crazy on mushrooms to have that like you just take a microdose for a week and then you don't have to touch it for two months and you're fine you know like we're finding that it's fascinating the research is incomplete it's just starting but when it comes to kratom i'm hoping that we kind of start having this revolution around kratom as well because i think coming back to the fda thing and how they're kind of beholden to pharmaceutical and medical companies i think that if there's a diverse you know a wide breadth of effects that something is having, a wide breadth of positive effects, things that it can help with. It's harder for them, as in the companies, to 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 push it back down because it's not like we're saying, hey, this is a you know, the golden goose. This thing cures, you know, XYZ. This cures this. We will not need Xanax anymore. Like, if it's like that, it's easy to say, well, um, we should make that illegal and then you should buy Xanax. You should be prescribed Xanax. And that company, that company can push that and they'll be like, Alprazolam is the only answer for anxiety. And that's kind of what's happening with the opioid thing. They're like, no, this is just another way of getting addicted to opioids and you should just continue to use Suboxone, right? So um, I think that the diversity of positive effects will be its strength. And that's not necessarily the narrative that we need right now, but it's one that I think we're going to need in the not too distant future. And that's kind of my mic drop right there. I think that we have power in numbers with the number of people using Kratom. We also have power in the diversity of issues that Kratom is helping. Because if you can't nail it down with one specific issue, it's harder for them to push it down and say, we have an, we have an answer to that already. Like, so hopefully... You know, along with the psychedelic research, the cannabis research, we'll start having some really significant gains in Kratom research. There's my mic drop. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed today's rant. I'll put a link to the to um, this study in this episode, along with a link to that website that unlocks scientific studies. It did work with this one, so you should have no problem. 
It doesn't work for all scientific PDFs, but I've been finding it has been a godsend when doing certain research, especially when it comes to Kratom studies. So I'll put that in the description below, and I hope that you find you have some luck with it as well with other scientific studies that you're interested in. All right, everybody, thanks so much for listening, and uh, talk to you again later. Bye-bye. <laughs>